Shaking. Welcome to the Harley and Doppler Show. Oh, yes, no, it's the Jarley and Hoss Show. Uh, <laughs> welcome. This is your music podcast by musicians. This week, we have some amazing music from A.D. Johnson, nice. East Town Pirates, yeah. and Nepotism to the most degree, J.S. and the Lockabillies, which is my band. Band from my brother, from another mother. Which is myself. Which is you. That's um, it. Yeah, same right. mother? Probably uh, same mother. <laughs> but, yeah, wait, cl- or clone, IV. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, Warner Music Company, our group, uh, group Warner Music Group, are actually uh, planting about 100,000 trees in, a, in an attempt to uh, combat climate change, as well as we're going to be asking, why are vinyls so expensive, Harley? That's a very good question. But, you know, the first thing is, you know, you know what we all want to ask Mr. Harley, who hasn't been here for two weeks, mate, actually three weeks. Because how weeks work. Oh. Uh. What'd you do? Tell us. Well, Tell us now. I have come, I am, I am returned. Okay, so I've, right. I, 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 I've, oh, Jesus. I was here recently when I was talking about the tour that I've been doing and that is now finally over. Ooh. I am very tired. How lads on tour was it? Uh, it wasn't wasn't very lads on tour at wasn't all. Really. Tour at wasn't all? lads on tour at all. No, we were very very well to do. We were in mm-hmm. bed by eleven o'clock, sometimes ten o'clock, many nights. That's, that's pretty. On the nights that we weren't still working at ten or eleven o'clock, right? A um, lot of early mornings, a lot of driving, um, and yeah, I did see a lot of the country and a lot and a little bit of another country, which was quite nice. Um, mm-hmm. What was, other country was it? Oh, you've got to tell us. Yeah. Oh, Belfast. Yeah. Have I been on since I went to Belfast? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know have. if I have, no. Um, we were there for four days. It was really quite nice. Um, we went to a pub called The Yardbird, which played had so, for, live music oh, every night. Nice. All evening. As in The Yardbirds. Yeah, um, and they did really good chicken as well. Or was well. it The New Yardbirds? But they would be called The Led Zeppelin. Ah, well, I mean, there was a lot of acoustic acts yeah. and not a lot of playing yeah, of any of that music. Yeah, yeah. They were playing some pretty cool vintage stuff, actually. They're different. It was a different band on every, like, every couple of hours. Yeah. So we'd see That's three cool. acts in a night. That's really good. Um, And it was really cool. It was just really cool. Great vibe. Yeah. Um, You could hear the music all around. So we went to the rest. The kind of bar was kind of outside but undercover. Right. Um, But we went upstairs to the restaurant and they had a feed from where the band were playing up to the restaurant you could oh, hear everything that's a great idea which is just a really nice setup and it looks like they kind of just turn up with their instruments and they plug in and go and nice. it's just very simple setup no uh heavy lifting or anything like that which is kind of that great really good yeah um well, I, so what, what, the, the whole tour, yeah. what was it in aid of? Because there are people that need recaps. Okay, so I've been doing, it's been working for uh, BT, yeah. uh, part of their kind of rebrand, um, talking to their uh, their employees about sort of what they're hoping to achieve um, with, the, with the rebrand, what they're wanting to focus on as a company, and uh, also just kind of highlighting the, the, the great work that they've been doing. Um, mm. uh, they're they're doing some really cool uh, technology stuff. It's all a lot very technologically based. So there was a lot of VR, um, 
a lot of augmented reality. There was some really cool stuff that they oh, did with uh, the magic doorway. All the um, R's, AR's, VR's, all of them. Oh, yes. Um, and yeah, it was really cool. It was really quite interesting. We had a lot of fun. Um, technically, there wasn't a lot of a lot to do as such. It was TVs and a little bit of sound work, but nothing majorly clever going on there. Right, yeah. So no. it was, uh, but it was cool to see different parts. So, so since I last been on... I went to Belfast, Folkestone. I started from Bristol, didn't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheffield, Cardiff, London, and a few other places that I cannot remember. <laughs> so I've done a lot, a lot of driving. Uh, got through a lot of podcasts. Nice. I was looking at my week, my yearly roundup. I've currently listened to fifty days worth of podcasts oh, this year. That is how much of the year is that? That's about a fifth of the year, isn't there it? There we go. So a fifth of the time I've been listening to podcasts that means a fifth of the time you've been driving uh, or walking through town yeah. or just just traveling yeah yeah you've been on the move uh part of the year. yeah and uh part of that podcast might have been listening to my own voice here <laughs> just checking checking feeds come out all right you yeah. know and just uh indulging myself in my own voice yeah isn't it lovely that's why we do this <laughs> yeah uh yeah that's so, great man what about so, music did you listen to any music on the on the on the journeys uh yes um i'm trying to remember what bands i discovered whilst on the on the road i've discovered a band called lawrence oh um they're a band called lawrence um some amazing keys and brilliant vocals a guy like c sharp yeah oh yeah g yeah great it's a great key that um yeah so a guy singer and a girl singer and they kind of play off each other really well. That was really quite cool. I'm going to open up my Spotify. Hopefully it doesn't start playing music automatically. <laughs> um, what other bands? Oh, Theo Katzman had the new version of uh, new, his new uh, single release out, which is kind of oh, cool. Yes, you've been talking about Theo Katzman on the show before. Actually. Yeah, he's so good. And that's got, he's got Joe Dart on the bass, right? Uh, on most of this, yeah. yeah. I think one of the tracks he doesn't have Joe Dart on, actually. Because <laughs> um, he's got different lineups throughout... And there's another artist I can't remember uh, who they are. I'm gonna have to Google the song because Ooh, I like that. Yeah, googling song names. I mean, the amount of times. Lake Street Dive. Next. Lake Street Dive. Lake Street Dive. It's kind of like a country singer, but in a soul band. Really I mean, ima- like rem- imagine that in the '70s and stuff. You've mm. heard a song on the radio, and you're just going up to somebody and sitting there saying, "Oh, who's that lyric that just says, oh, in Birmingham they love the governor.' Like, oh, what? Oh, what's that? Yeah. What's that song? Hi. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's that's all. You're just singing at people. You're going up to random people. What's that song that goes, ooh, ooh, ooh? I, it doesn't like Neil Young. Right, we're going to go into town after this, and I want you to go up to a stranger <laughs> and explain a song and see if they can tell you what the song is. If you explain what's that it just song that like says, that, touch my body, throw me on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you could just Google it and find out it was either Without, Lily Skidded or Mariah Carey. And you won't get arrested. That's my body. So, um, yeah, my tour finished. I, I texted you on Friday saying... You did. I've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> and this was... It sounds like therapy more than anything else. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I on Thursday, I finished my day in Cardiff, mm. drove to London and set up for the last of the BT events... Uh, in in London, mm-hmm. but then also I met Toby, Elliot, and Oscar in London because they were just twenty minutes away from where I was setting up right. for a uh, Christmas party we we're doing with Chart Attack. Oh crikey! So I'd met them there and then drove home with those guys. Now it was a good gig. It yeah. was a great gig. It was great. It was kind of nice for me to. I was looking forward to getting home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby went to go pick up the van and gave me a call and went, 
You're never going to believe this. Right. Van's been broken into. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. The van got broken into. Yes, which was... Where was this again? In Bristol? Central London. Central London, sorry. Yeah, so uh, we were... Uh, it was in a secure car park. Um, it was uh, right... It was right in front of a security camera. So... Right. Of either the people who broke into it are very stupid or they knew that maybe nothing would be done because, you know... It's a very busy place, London, and I'm sure we're not the highest of priority of things that the police have to deal with, with all the many things that goes on in such a big city. <laughs> so, you know, they uh, accidentally, well, they, they unfortunately made off with uh, Elliot. I was saying he went off, made off with his laptop. Oh, you <laughs> made off with Elliot. They made off Guys, with Elliot. We uh, haven't seen him since. Um, lucky you. <laughs> so, yeah, That's we're, um, yeah, that was a whole thing. It was... I wasn't too fussed about the van. It was only a broken window. That got replaced on Saturday. Um, I had to pay a little bit extra to have it done so quickly because the insurance company would have told me they couldn't do it for a week. And I was like, I'm not waiting a week. Bin bag. Yeah. That's, in the window. I, I, I tried that first, but I was like, no, I, I don't want... Because especially this time of year, oh, yeah. any, any, any holes in that window, and a, I can't leave any equipment in there because that's not safe. Uh, but also, I don't want to like... Get a soggy seat. Yeah, no, um, soggy seats, no. No, so that That's was a wrong reason. That was a bit, a bit unfortunate. I wasn't too fast. Elliot obviously went without his laptop, um, which is a real shame. That but sucks. The lucky part was, whilst it was being broken into, we were on stage playing. So all the important things that we hold ah. dear were currently right. So subs, surrounding us and PA. doing a gig. Yeah. Well, that so we didn't lose any instruments or anything major like that which was very lucky. We weren't the only car to be broken into. There was a handful of cars within the car park that had all been uh, hit at the same time. So mm. guessing it was a, a smash and grab kind right, of yeah. uh, team operation. So that was that was annoying and a bit of a shame. Um, I'm still picking glass out of the carpet. Really? Yeah, I suppose it just goes everywhere, everywhere doesn't it? Absolutely. Like, it's explosive. And but, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tinted, isn't it? Uh, not the, the not the not the passenger seats. Right. Okay. Uh, so this so was the the front passenger seat. Harder seats. to see because it's black glass. Yeah. So the rest of the van, you couldn't really tell what was in it. Mm. They kind of just were just opportunists, some would say. Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit weird and awkward. Um, but it didn't stop me gigging Friday now with Oddball and the Shifty Twins. Um, now, I that was a bit of a weird one because they'd moved us from the main room and put this in put us in at a function because the band had who was supposed to be playing the private function in the room next door, had cancelled. And they went, do you mind doing this function? We were like, well, <laughs> if the public can come through. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Weird. And we got there and we went to play, and like there were people who come to see us, and they said, well, can we come watch? And I was like, the, the, the stuff, like, I don't really know, because it's a private function, people might not be okay with that. And we right. were like, but we're a public band. Mm. Oddball, we're not a, a private... We're not a function band. Yeah, it could work, but it, 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 it works really well when you've got yeah. banter with people also, there that you know and, and kind of know what to expect. And when you have and people stuff. who have come to see you, you mm. kind of want to expect them to come see you. So yeah. that was a bit of a shame. They did open up the uh, the doors uh, during the second set, but I think there were people who had come to see us who had gone home by that point, right. which is a bit that's, of a shame. That, yeah, that um, sucks. But we did tell those people who, who, didn't, who weren't able to stick around to come see us at the Swan and Hedgehog on the Saturday. Right, this Saturday. This well, Saturday just gone. Saturday so just gone, did, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, and that was really cool. It's the first time I've been there since it's reopened. Yeah. Uh, a really nice vibe. It was loads of people there all night long. Uh, it's not the Swan. Though. It's not the Swan. It's just not the it's Swan. It's not the Swan, but it was a very pleasant atmosphere. They really enjoyed us. We really enjoyed them. 
and it, it was great fun. It was really good fun. Um, it was cool to play with a ball again. Hadn't really played together since Halloween, I don't think. Mm. Um, and it was cool. Dougal was a little bit under the weather, mm. uh, but he p- absolutely powered through, which was really cool. Are we all cool technically? So. Uh, yeah, I guess we are, yeah. <laughs> Unless we're in a plane. Whoa. Which I will be in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so we uh, we did have a big rehearsal with. Uh, we had our first full band rehearsal for New Year's Eve mm. yesterday, mm. which is a bit awkward because we had first rehearsal the band had done without me because I was away. The second rehearsal and third rehearsal, Elliot unfortunately was ill, so we've we're really like behind. So we're having to cram in a few rehearsals in before we go away on the 27th. Mm. So we're all a little bit like panicking, but we got loads done at the rehearsal yesterday. Two whole sets went through start to finish, um, which is really good work considering it was the first time Bronwyn had played a lot of these songs. Um, And it was really cool. It was really good fun. So yeah, uh, that, I guess, was my week. Oh my goodness. Or two weeks. Month? That concludes our news section. What Harley did? Did Harley do stuff? Yes, he did. Yes, Harley did. For a must find out. Brilliant. Well, we're all very proud of you. We're all glad oh, you're back. Mate. Um, it's good to be. I've missed you, man. Oh, I really have. No, you Didn't don't think I would, that. honestly. <laughs> Surprised me as much as you. Me neither. Um, yeah, right. So let's play some music. We've got some amazing uh, gigs coming up this weekend. And if you're not at one, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, right. One of them you got to check out, uh, supported by the amazing Holly Johnson and Exit 13, is this guy, Mr. A.D. Johnson, with his track, Problems of your own. Check this out. That was A.D. Johnson with Problems of Your Own. He is playing uh, this weekend. And stick around for the gig list to find out. I really love the like the sort of Americana rockabilly yeah. vibes of that one. Kind nice of, live feel. Yeah, absolutely. And this kind of like, you know, barroom brawl kind of feel because that upright piano is yeah. the, the honky-tonk kind of thing. Sounds great. Yeah, anyway. So, shall I oh, talk about it? What did I do? Yeah, what did you do? I, I don't know. I'm trying to find it. Um <laughs> Right, well, since I saw you last week, I didn't really talk about what I did last week uh, on last week's show because uh, Ms. Amy Rag was here. Yeah. Um, if you really want to uh, check that out, which you really do, you didn't yeah. know you do, but you definitely do, um, check that out on our podcast page. Uh, it was just, a, you know, she is an amazing events management manager and has a lot of opinions. Yeah. So it's really yeah. good to be able to listen to that and, and just, you know, and, and weigh in on it as well, guys. Definitely. We want we want your your thoughts and things. So, yeah, um, that was, uh, was really fun. Uh, having her in the show and just learning lots of new things um, but that weekend before that I was at the Orwell Hotel um, we'd we'd sort of done dinner dances there for years and years and years and years and years and, uh, were you dancing? I yeah technically yeah. with my guitar um, Dancing on them strings with your fingers. Ah, nice. It was a bit more poetic than I would have just said, just wobbling about. Um, so yeah, it was it was really nice to to have all these people back that we don't get to see much. We don't play Felixstowe a lot. There's not a huge amount of places to play in Felixstowe. Mm. Well, especially that will pay well. Yeah, yeah. So we don't get down to Felixstowe very much. Uh, uh, so yeah, just having some support was really nice. Lots of people bought stuff. There was a lady there who I'd spoken about, spoke about the show on the show. Um, was she was a 
uh, uh, oh, crikey, she used to ride the Wall of Death in the 50s. Wow. Her name was Irene Danger, I'm pretty certain. And she used to ride a motorbike around the walls. That's, I mean, that's really coincidental. Coincidental. Yeah. Coincidental. That's one the of those. one that, you know, someone who did a job like that with it had a name like that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on Who'd the birth thunk certificate. Who uh, What's the last name? Danger. Middle name, Irene. Mm. Maybe we'll take her off the uh, the juggling and see what else we can put her to. <laughs> exactly. Happy happy 80th birthday then, mate. Um, but yeah, so that was a really, really nice a nice gig. Uh, we had from about five o'clock to set up the place and get the subs working. We did also put up some, uh, put on some music for them while they were eating. But we set up by seven and then we weren't playing until about 9.30. So we just had about like two and a half hours just to hang around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it was nice though. Just That's- to hang up with the guys, went to the White Heart. Oh, okay, yeah, nice, yeah. Like that. No, it was White Horse, sorry, not the White Heart. The one White old Horse. Felix, yes, yeah. yeah. The old, old Felix. The um, oldie Felix. Yeah, it's a nice little pub, that. But yeah, so that's usually what happens with bands, is that you set up, and then you're waiting around for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours before yeah. you do stuff, and that's when you just come up with stupid games to play. Um, Did you come up with any ones that you could tell us about on the show? Games-wise, uh, I was asking the band, uh, like... Bands that, like, uh, I'm trying to sort of, like, bands that, that released songs that that were, like, one-hit wonders for them, but they shouldn't have been their one-hit wonder. Okay. Right? I can't think of any of them anymore. Um, but we might see if we can do that on Alien page. Farm. What, what? Oh, yeah, right? Great band. Only really known for one song and a cover. Right, yeah. And movies to be honest, they're more criminal. known for the cover than their original stuff. Exactly, right. And movies well, incredible is an band. absolute tune. Yeah. Like, technically, that would be like a two-hit wonder, but I don't think movies really... I don't think it was a hit as much right. as... Nah, smooth. Exactly. Criminal. Right, if you can think of some, we'll actually put that in a new game, I think. Yeah. I think we'll put that in a new game on the, on the page. So check out our Facebook page for that one. We have loads of fun every single week with it, mate. So uh, after the last week's show... As in not before. Not before. Or during. Right? Post-show, P.S., um, I went to the BBC Ooh. as I am in the running to have a new show on BBC Suffolk. All right. Um, to like, yeah, uh, don't know what it's going to be yet. It's more sort of like uh, talking about stories from the community in Ipswich um, from different people's perspective than than the usual presenters they have. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, like handing over the mic to the public and, and giving them a show. So, you know, I'm sort of went around the, the studio and they were like, we'll give you a tour and let you know what the place looks like and nice. where you'd go. And I'm like, I've been in all these rooms before. <laughs> I'm like, but it's cool. I'll go come in here and have a cup of tea. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really nice. Did Johnny you have a cup Wright. of tea in each room? Uh, I almost did, actually. I was <laughs> fit to burst by the end of it. I was like, it's going to come out boiling. Um, but yeah, the, it was it was really interesting them just giving us sort of uh, presenter techniques and things, which is okay. which is really good because I'm doing none of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, I'm like, this is what a good presenter is. And I'm going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> it, was, it was like little things like being on the microphone and having a conversation with somebody. And if they're sitting there going, talking about something you agree with, not sitting there going, mm, yeah, mm. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah. Because... Mm. It just overall, overrules what mm. they're, they're yeah. saying through mm. the sound. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and, and I do that all the time. I do it when you're talking and I'm sitting there going, like, I'll listen back on the podcast. I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you miss exactly what he said because you're sitting there going, mm, mm, I agree. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah, sorry, the ASMR listeners over there. Um, so, yeah, that was, that, was, that was a really interesting tour and hopefully I'll be able to, to get something. I'm definitely going to be on that show. Uh, and I'm, I am going to be up on, on the BBC, uh, BBC Suffolk 
for a couple times over the next couple of weeks um, uh, for different things. I'm going to be doing like a, a Desert Island Discs style thing there oh, uh, very soon, like four important tracks of my my je- my life. That I'm recording it in the next couple of weeks, but that's going to be released in around Easter kind of time. Mm. And I'm also going to be on Georgie's show. Uh, again, just talking about me, really, which is what I love doing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what? Isn't oh, that wonderful, eh? I love talking about myself. Uh, so, yeah, what else did I do, Harley? What else did you do? I don't know, mate. <laughs> well, we went to an election. Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Let's no, not. Mm. <laughs> no, that's mm. right. So, for all you guys that want to laugh at us, we're both pretty unhappy with the result, but yeah. we're not whiners. Nah. We're, do we, you know, tip, tip of the cap to you. Uh, it's just yeah NHS Steelers uh, anyway so uh, what else do we have yeah so we've got the uh, on on Friday I went to a very amazing show which was uh, Underline the Sky's Christmas show they had such a great lineup. they had uh, the Baskervilles 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 yeah I, I, I should say Baskervilles As they're, they're not from up north they're Baskerville um, that's a little bit more insulting really. but uh, Baskervilles Reno and Rome yeah, I've got a t-shirt been there, I, I designed done. the logo. I keep saying that every single time I mention Reno and I'm like, oh, I designed the logo, no biggie. Uh, I wrote all the songs, no, I didn't. I, I didn't have anything to do with that. And Did you get a free t-shirt songs. because you designed the logo? Absolutely not. I paid for my t-shirt. Good, good, good. Yeah. Support, Support you a lot. Yeah, hashtag represent. Uh, I can't believe I just said hashtag. Uh, and obviously UTS. But the who who I went for the most was uh, Hope Ahead. Oh, yeah. Which is Spoonie and Tim and Ashley and Chris's new band. They're brand new. It was their first gig. Um, and I remember Ashley Bell, who was, uh, I'd seen him on Saxfest uh, when he was playing with the guitar school. It was guitar school. Oh, uh, yes, yes. And, uh, and this is his first band. And uh, Spoonie, old John Parker, he uh, is very well known and loved in the, in the oh, local yes, community. Very much so. and, uh, and it comes across. It really does come across. Yeah. And yeah, I think they've, done, they've already done a BBC music introducing session. Well, not a music introducing session. It was on Wayne Bavin's show and they used that same studio. Um, so they did really well. We played them on the show last week. Uh, you can check that out. You can also find out their stuff on Hope Ahead on their Facebook page. So yeah, they're ones to watch. They've got a show coming up in February, which is their, their second show. And it's a headline show. All right, Do nice. I summon it? I mean, yeah. fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to play in a toilet for a couple of years and then maybe I'll get a headline show. No, these guys just go straight for it here at the Smokehouse. Oh, lovely. February 8th, I think it is. Oh, I'm not going to so be here. Get yourselves ready. Um, right, this is what happens, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, on the Saturday, I had an even busier day. I uh, Shout out to All Star Rock School. It was their end of year Christmas concert. Amazing. All the kids that have been... Uh, just going so hard on their practice and performance skills. We had from about half one, two-ish to sort of get everything ready for them as they started arriving around three uh, to rehearse. Then it was open to the public from about half five. And then uh, it was the showtime was six to eight. So we got them playing all the songs all the way through, just did the set list. And then... Um, we were just like, oh, okay. Well, giving them the performance tech tips, we're like, okay, don't be so nervous. You look a little bit rigid, you know. Just once you've once you know these songs, it's going to be super easy um, to just you know let loose and let it go. Um, and they really did. It was the 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 difference between the practice and the performance was just parsecs of difference yeah. you know they were just they were so they were moving around loads uh, shout out to the singers um, um, 
in particular Felicity and Ellen for being really engaging with the audience, keeping their eyes up, not just staring at the book uh, for the lyrics and 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 looking out for them. Uh, Nick on guitar, um, he's yeah, he's he's a he's a proper diva. But oh yeah, he is. He he does play well and he did perform well, so well done. Um, and also um, just all my bass players, nice, nice one, boys. Um, they were just and girls. Amazie was on the stage pretty much the entire night because <laughs> she's the only senior bass player that was up there doing the show so Great. yeah she did she really nailed it um and yeah just she, she was a bit nervous about doing everlong oh, and then it got yeah. to about playing it and she was just like now nah, do it and Great. that's exactly what i wanted out of her she i was just like look if you don't want to do it this, we're not going to force you to do it at all uh, you can tell me if you don't want to do it and i'll go off and play it for you it's fine that's um, cool nice low pressure put, yeah because I mean, it shouldn't be pressure if it's if it's if you're doing it for a hobby or just for something you love and if yeah. somebody's sitting there going you've got to do this in, in, in my eyes that's like whiplash and so they're just <laughs> going you're not on my time um <laughs> so yeah you get all J. jonah jameson on it um so yeah, a big shout out to them. So straight from there, we set, we packed down, and then I went straight to the Cult Cafe on Ipswich Waterfront yeah. uh, to go watch Motherfunker and Ashton Jones. How was it? That's an incredible lineup. Yeah, absolutely great light. I mean, they had one of the the horn players from Tower of Power really with them. Nice on Ashton Jones. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Motherfunker has changed again. Yeah, uh, it was Ben Diffley on drums. Okay, cool. And Alfie was on the bass. Great. Um, Ryan was still there. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, Matt Keane was playing keys. Oh sweet, the nice. Matt Keane. That's a great lineup. That's that. a great lineup, isn't it? It did sound really, really good. Um, cool. And they've got their New Year's show coming up soon, so I think I don't know if it's going to be the same lineup, but yeah, that'd uh, be it, awesome. Yeah, would be as good as that. Um, but yeah, Ashton Jones just absolutely nailed it. I mean, always the new songs are great. Hard work and dedication. We played it on last week's show. Mm. Uh, you've got to check that one out. It's it's so James Brown, but with like a little Ipswich twist on it. Yeah, it's just so good. Uh, RJ's drumming. Of course. I mean, Harry Green as well blew yeah. my mind. Andy Brush on saxophone, Aaron O'Connor on uh, on on uh, percussion, who played on my album, and also uh, amazing Craig on the bass. Of course, that guy, incredible bass player. Yeah, absolutely crazy. So yeah, I I caught half of their set and then went straight from there to the altered festival that oh, yeah. was going on at the music room which is upstairs at the premier pool club so it was just yeah. over the road from cult so i was just like right i've, I've oh, got to perfect. go see that because it's free entry oh, okay um and uh i got to see kursk oh uh, yeah there was another band just before it and i can't remember they were like they had like a name and they were from london it was like a, they had a name they were um they, it was like they a person's a name? name they had a name the band with the, it was it was a person's name that's all i remember so i'm just gonna have to find that out in a bit um so yeah and that was really fun and then went home and just collapsed because it had been a long day but nice. I realised I've been to like four gigs over the weekend. Oh wow! It was really, really good. And then That's Sunday it was we 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 celebrated Murray's birthday. As oh yes. It was uh, it was his thirtieth birthday. We're both thirty now, and we've been friends since we were like two. Um, so yeah, That's a while. We drove up to Highball in Norwich. Yeah. to do some climbing that's why my fingers are covered in plasters and blisters yeah I don't know how you do it my, my, my fingers don't work I've got in, increased doms right now oh definitely as, as I'd say I sent many climbs and yeah. matched my grips are the, all the lingos I know all the all lingos the ling- oh yeah I really don't know the lingos um, yeah I, I, all, I was very good on the juggy holds of course because yeah. <laughs> they're really tanking the jugs yeah tanky jugs um, but yeah really amazing place great it's music really nice place, yeah. as well um, but yeah, on the way up there, the reason I'm talking about this because we were listening to albums from our childhood. Oh, great! So Murray and I got into rock and roll. 
because of ACDC, really. Yeah. And it was the Razor's Edge album with Thunderstruck and, uh, yeah, just uh, rock your heart out. Mm. It's was, it was, it just really got us into it, listened to it on his hi-fi in his bedroom when we were probably about, like, six or seven nice, or something. Yeah. Just thinking, yeah, yeah. Um, so we listened to that on the way up there. Bit of Pitman, mm-hmm. a northern rapper who, who's, who talks like this. Nice. Aye, and he raps like that. It's brilliant. Uh, it's, it, oh, it's so good. If you want to listen to it, it's just, it's like comedy rap. Yeah, Pitman. We used to listen to it when we were kids because my brother was really into him. And it's just it does a version of of uh, uh, One Hope by Roots Maneuver. Witness the fitness. Yeah, proper. T- it was it. Um, it's just uh, what was it? Um, Witness the pitness. And like, <laughs> one course. tea, one cup. Like it's like really good. Um so you listen to that. What else we listened to? We listened to oh yeah, it was a Depeche mode that he listened to when he was growing up called Violated, which is the one with personal genius Jesus on it. Oh yeah. Per, 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 personal GD. Um I'd like that. Yeah. Um uh, which is really interesting. I'd not listened to a bunch of those tracks before and he was like, It reminds me of my dad. So uh, it was good. When perfect. you're 30, you got a be a little bit retrospective on this one. Definitely. Uh, we listened to the Marshall Mathers LP, and yep. M, classic, which Rayner would not stop. Yep. Singing the whole time. Of course, of and course. And it was impressive how many of the lyrics he knew. Oh yeah, yeah. Front to back. Yeah. And also knew all the stories about the the tracks, which is great because it was like having like a little genius thing from Spotify, yeah. the genius barber just in the back of the car. It was great. Um, and after that, we finished off with uh, chocolate starfish on the hot dog flavored oh, water by Limp yes. Biscuit. Classic. Tom McCarthy would have been proud of us. Um, but yeah, so... Um, oh, Harley, I didn't ask you anything. What was your favourite moment from... Musical moment from last week? It sounds bad. Ooh. But, I mean, it's not a musical moment, but after the band had been broken into, oh. and we're all a bit sad, uh, and we still had to load out, we were like, okay, we had a moment of going, well, this is this is a, a bad situation. We're like, oh, well, let's get on with it. Right. And that's when I kind of realised that, you know, my, my band, we've got the right, we're made of the right metal. Yeah. Of We're like, well, this is not ideal. We're going to have a very cold and noisy drive home. Mm. Um, but let's just load the van. Mm. Let's get this sorted. Uh, and we just dealt with it. There was no kind of sulking or, or making it harder or, or like dwelling on it. We we're like, okay, let's we'll, we'll deal with it later. We'll team. get home, then we can be in a bad team, mood. But, team, team, yeah. team. I and, like saying the word team. Uh, well, what about your favourite, most important musical lesson from last week? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when you're dealt with an audience who aren't your audience, because. For our Friday night gig, we were like, these aren't our people. Right. Don't let that dissuade you from putting on a good gig. We were just mm. like, no, nah, let's just do our thing. And if and if we're enjoying ourselves, they'll kind of uh, they'll yeah. they'll either they'll see that we're enjoying ourselves and hopefully get in on it. And that's something that Dougal really uh, kind of mm. enforced. And he was like, let's just do our thing because if we're having fun, they they can they can. Uh, that 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 kind of that that funness radiates out, and Absolutely. then lets other people break that barrier. So we have people dancing, doing the most stupid dances because it was like that's not their music, but they were just they were just they just got silly because I'm we were silly. Jump in on that one as well because um, when we did, when I did this BBC tour, uh, I'm going to say my musical lesson from that thing yeah. was that um, yeah, Johnny Wright was sitting there going, okay, if you listen to breakfast morning shows and stuff like this, mm. there's usually like a bunch of different presenters and having yeah. a chat in a room. Yeah. Uh, same with like, you know, good morning or whatever mm. like this. And the, whether people like them 
uh, is dependent on when you feel like part of their gang yeah. and like whether you're in on the jokes that they're, they're yeah. sort of saying and there are some like Chris Moyles Classic. that used to listen to and I'd be like oh, I, don't, I don't get any of this like mm. I feel like this is so lads and I'm not ladsy yeah. um, so it just feels like hey, hey, you're not part of our group but when you get like someone like Sean Keaveney on, on Six Music mm. and he'll, he'll get guests in and stuff like this and he, he's so fun and he makes you feel like you're part of the yeah. gang and I think it's the same kind of thing is that um, when you're on stage you've got to make people feel like they're kind of part of the band a bit yeah, yeah. Um, for them to enjoy it definitely and definitely. Uh, favourite musical moment I think I'm probably uh, gonna say um, uh, John Parker old Spoonie uh, of Hoberhead yeah. uh, at Mecca Bingo on stage mm. uh, calling out the bingo numbers <laughs> like, <laughs> right who's got uh, yours and mine 69 <laughs> you've got a t-shirt <laughs> that was great anyway amazing so yeah that's all that was oh what 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 a what a did you, you know what I mean? Let's oh, there's so much. <laughs> what? Uh, right, so uh, <laughs> Harley, let's play some East Town Pirates, shall we? Let's play some East Town Pirates. Oh, this is based on a true poem from Stowmarket, and there's a place in Stowmarket called Takers Lane. This is Takers Lane. <laughs> That was Takers Lane by East Ham Pirates. You can check them out this Friday at the Steamboat. But f- first. Warner Music Group has announced a partnership with One Tree Planted to replant the Amazon. Music. All right, Harley. Oh, that was a nice little quieting one. It was, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? So it's all about Warner Music Group. They do, they've got, you know, records and publishing as well as promoting and things. Yeah. Um, so they're a very big company. Uh, they're about to plant 10 trees for each of its employees. Mm. So that's for a total of 48,210 trees planted. And then the company will also donate a tree for every post on Twitter or Instagram that uses the hashtag uh, WM tree hashtag WM tree. Um, our, they say our goal is to plant one hundred thousand trees in the Amazon in twenty twenty, which is great, right? Uh, the staff note read: uh, This time of year, we reflect on the things that are most important to us, our family, our friends, and our communities. It's also a good time to remind ourselves that, as a global community, uh, we must do more to help protect our environment and our planet. Yeah, that's right. That's talked down to by one music but it's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some of us can't afford a hundred thousand trees but yeah i think that there's there's just one problem with that is just this carbon offsetting thing yeah it's people simply going all right i'm going to carry on doing exactly what i'm doing no matter how it harms the planet but i'm going to i'm going to plant a bunch of trees and one thing that's so that makes not it fine necessarily not people don't think about is the amount of uh co2 emissions from server space with like right, the computers yeah. and have just to run stuff like streaming platforms yeah, and stuff like that. You, you're talking like, uh, am I correct? I think Google's servers are the size of, huh. I think, six football fields. Oh, my goodness. And that's all going to be refrigerated, yeah? Yeah, and on many, like multiple floors as well. Yeah. It's up as well as out. That's huge, isn't so it? So that's the amount of space they it's use. The and yeah, refrigerated things. buildings. Um, I mean, I've seen quite a lot of server rooms this, this tour. Yeah, I suppose, um, yeah. And there was one that's got a little, like, a pipe outside, right. like, exhaust pipe next to a big server room. Right. That all year round has ice on it. 
Really? Like, it's got a permafrost. Crikey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in the UK. In the UK. There's permafrost. Well, it's strange, isn't it? But, but you know, it, this is still good that this is happening. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, been it kind of spurred on because uh, on October 25th, uh, 25th, Mr. Beast, YouTube personality, announced a goal to plant over 20 million trees by the end of the year. That's a lot of trees. That's a lot of trees. <laughs> That's a lot of trees. That effort uh, attracted attention from all over the internet with Elon Musk donating one million trees to the effort. Um, uh, Elon Musk, you might have heard him in, as the, uh, the the moose aftershave. Oh, yeah. Um, the, t- the hashtag Team Trees hashtag uh, used to track the project, uh, used to track the project at, at just over 18 million trees at the time of writing. Wow. So they're almost there already, aren't they? That's... Doesn't mean you should stop. No. Keep going. Keep, Keep it going. going. Trees are good. So there's two YouTubers working hard to get 20 million trees planted. 100,000 from Warner Brothers, well, Warner Music Group, yeah. doesn't really seem like very much, though it's still a worthwhile effort, I mean, it's more it? trees than I've planted. Yeah. I mean, when you put it in that... In, in I like, think I've only done like four in my entire life. I would, I'd feel pretty good about myself if I went outside and planted a tree right now. Yeah. So, you one. know, that's one. one tree. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So, if everybody did that, seven billion, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, there, there's a lot of this going on at the moment. There are a lot of companies who are doing stuff like that. And, uh, and it, I mean, it's one thing to kind of complain that, yeah, like, I mean, it's the first thing I said. I was like, well, they, like, the music oh, yeah. industry does cause a lot of, like, mm. carbon, emission, CO2 emissions and stuff like that. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, and it is kind of a bit of a... A, a promotion because then yes. more people are talking about Warner good, good like we are now we're now not talking about other labels right now I mean, it's true uh, but at the same time it doesn't really matter if it's for their own gain because if the result is good for everyone yeah. globally that's kind of nice let's just hope it's not palm trees <laughs> yeah. like, they're just like yeah we're planting 100,000 trees but they're all palm trees and they're going to be fine for palm oil yeah. Uh, so there's not going to be that much diverse uh, ecosystems there, and that's the problem. I think it is I, as long as these people are thinking right, okay, let's actually research the ecosystem. Yeah, because this is for the Amazon, and the Amazon has been absolutely ravaged by palm oil farming. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the, uh, no matter what your industry, no matter what your career, I think we've all got to be researched on this, um, just so that we know that we're not. If we we think we're helping. But actually, what we're doing is we're hurting. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope they're not planting coconut trees as well, because I've been doing a bit of research for the Maldives gig. Oh, right. uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the show previously, but no. we looked at. There's a lot of uh, things. There's a, a lot of sharks around the Maldives and mm-hmm. things, and we're like, there's a lot of things that could kill you. <laughs> so I did a bit of research, and the most likely thing to kill you is a falling coconut. <laughs> there's so many coconut trees, and they're like crazy high. And like we think of a coconut as like this yeah. big, this really good for radio show. Yeah, <laughs> the size of a tennis ballish, and then a bit bigger, but, but it actually like football size. Oh, like the green ones. Yeah, yeah like before they yeah, and yeah, they're like rugby, aren't they? Like and a rugby and, they're, and they're not hollow. No, they got all the juicy stuff in them. <laughs> so if that falls from a height, yeah. Um, think about the orangutans. No, yeah. the orang- orangutans, the Amazon. No, um, a friend of mine. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, said that he uh, Matt Hurrell, He spent some time in the Maldives, and he said. If it falls and hits you, it will break your arm. Like, it will knock you out. Just don't hang out like, there. Yeah, yeah. Don't be under... And he said, you That's just... your advice to take from today, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Don't hang out from underneath uh, coconut palms. There we go. Jingle. Yeah, that's, that's our new jungle. How did we even get there? <laughs> uh, right. um, so, yeah, from climate change uh, to uh, plastics. Um, yeah. Harley, why... Why are vinyls so darn expensive? Well, there was a 
you sent me a video about this. I did. And I think this is a really good video because this was, was this done by a guy who works for a vinyl yes, pressing company? Yes, it was company. Tony Van Veen, uh, uh, the CEO of Disc Makers. So there we go. Uh, we'll put the link in the description. Yes. Um, they do a really like an, a really good breakdown of exactly what the process is and why it's expensive. Uh-huh. Um, and they don't even go into detail on the costs of materials. Right. Because that's the first thing. You go, oh, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, but the, the way they do it is they have to make a master yes. die, which uh, is then metal coated. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, and then they make five presses of a, a test run that mm-hmm. they send to the customer to make sure that they're happy with it. Absolutely. That's quite a... That's a long process. A long, long process just for those five copies. Just to find out if it's right. Yeah, and then you send it, and you know, postage and all of that. I've got some bullet points about the spending of it. Go on, then. So from that video, we can, yeah, like we link down below. Uh, a basic print is about a tenner per yeah. record. So that's cost to the... Yes, business the, to business. Yeah. So the, the, yeah, so as an independent artist, you would be ordering £10 per record. So if you wanted to do 200 that's two grand. Straight off. So a lot of people are going to be like, uh, no, I don't have two grand just sitting there. Yeah. Uh, right. And That's more than t- some people's recording budgets. Absolutely, yeah. And and sometimes, like, uh, you know, the, the being able to charge enough to cover that and, yeah. uh, you know, being able to sell 200, you know, all that sort of stuff. So anyway, uh, CDs in comparison are about two pound per CD. So it would be about 400 quid for the same amount. Mm. So that's what I've done most of the time is, is doing that. But I, I make them look like vinyls. So <laughs> this is different. Um, and obviously, obviously it's extra for like special sleeves. Of course, yeah. Um, Coloured or graphic vinyls, all that sort yeah. of stuff. So that's all your basic thing. So uh, um, on top of that, you know. He did a little video about like, did a, had the parts and how they're made and stuff like mm. that. It made me wonder though. how the vinyl puck. Yeah, how are picture discs made? I, I want to see how a picture disc yeah. is made because it looked like it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So that's that's going to be my research. There it is. Oh, yes, that's going to be fun. Um, put, so he was saying it's about per record, it takes about 30 to 40 seconds yeah. to make it. So if you think about that, that's quite a lot of time. Like a high-speed like CD burn can be done in like three or four seconds. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like if you're and an on an automated machine as well. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be going kudunk. Um it, so in about one hour, it would take a factory to print about 70 to 80 records. Yeah. Um, so that means in 24 hours, a factory, if it was like working all day. 24 hours. Like 24 hours, it would do about 1,700 records. So if you think about like the big artists that are yeah. releasing stuff, that's, that's not a lot. 1,700 records, if you can sell them internationally, yeah. is not a huge amount. So when, they need to be working a lot. And if you are, if you are hard, get wanting the minimum order... That's more than that's over twenty four hours of of just labor. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what you're what you're paying because labor on when you're talking these numbers costs more than the materials. Yeah. Um, that's I'm it. sure it's, they make more than one at a time, but I mean, still, the that's two people running it. Yeah. I mean, the the, the overheads of, of of a factory, like he was saying, this Tony Vinga, it was labor, bills, rent, insurance, all that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. On top of you know the like you were saying the the, the materials, like those big black vinyl pucks that are like yeah. they look like hockey pucks. They're they do. Just yeah. Get squished into a vinyl. It's amazing. There is a great how it's made episode about yes, this. Yes, there is. Yeah. Um, if anybody, if you can get that, just the how it's made also, vinyl the, record. There's a YouTube channel uh, called Tested, which is uh, yeah, run by Adam Savage uh, from MythBusters. He goes to Jack White's company that makes vinyls. Oh, brilliant! What are they called? They're like like oh, couch or something. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a really like cool so video. Because he was he was doing. Um, 
he, he used to work with textiles, didn't he? Right. He used to be a sofa upholsterer. Is that what he, okay. Yeah, so he named his record label after after that yeah. after his company. Amazing. But it yeah, was great it was because a, it was it, this is someone who know you know in the industry who's talking so passionately about it, yeah. which is great. What they do go into detail about in this video as well, which is really cool, is. They say, well, yeah, it does cost this much, but what the take-home is uh-huh. is a much more personal item that you've got a lot more space to put yes. what you want for the band. The art, the, the album art's like actually a size that you can really see it in yeah. detail. You can kind of have a bit more... Uh, you can frame that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and they do, people do buy vinyl, uh, well, more than CDs as it's been proven now. Mm. Um so if you're confident, well, it's rising more than people yeah. like CDs anyway. Yeah, if you're confident, you can you know shift a few CDs uh, at the uh, at a gig, which I absolutely know there will be a few vinyls uh, who will, will be uh, going home after Friday's gig. Yeah, uh, at East the Steamboat with the Sound Pirates because they 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 uh, they out they sell more vinyls than it's anything CDs, else. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Ricky has his own CD. And vinyl selling kind of market, hasn't yeah. he? That he goes around to different fairs, record fairs. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've got some sort of pros and cons yep. of sort of the the vinyl industry. Um, signed bands can afford it. I mean, two grand. Yeah. Or, or like you know, somebody who has it was is supplementing their their. Career it is a bit elitist. With a big job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, uh, so independence. I mean, somebody who self funds myself, mm. I couldn't just shell out two grand. No. Nah. Uh, to suddenly get 200 uh, records that I'm not sure will definitely sell out. Mm. And and if they're tenor, to, to get them, you'd have to charge at least 15 quid to make any kind of leeway. Yeah. And even then, you're not making much. No. So you're not doubling, you think. So you've got to expect your fans to pay 20 quid. Yeah. Like that's... 15 to 20 quid. And like and it's hard enough to get them to pay that. Yeah. You know, on like multiple items. So yeah. Um, but it is nice, like you say, to have something big and signed to mm. take home, even if you don't like have a player. Yeah. You just be like, I've got this. It's like it's nice. original and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, fans can't always afford vinyl at gigs. I always go to a gig with a budget. Like, yeah. I'm spending this amount of money. And I, you know, because on merch and that's it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if especially like, you know, people having to pay on cards. You have to buy a card reader and, and mm. get, get an account with Sum Up or something like this to be able to, to get these big sort of things. I mean, if, you, if you're charging, if it's a limited edition vinyl or something like that, you've got mm. to charge like 30, 40, 50 quid and upwards. Yeah. You know, people aren't just going to be like, all right, here's a wad of cash. They're going to be like, all right, I need to pay on card. Exactly, yeah. Um, this is an interesting thought, I thought, thing I thought about this morning. Did you? Was, mm. Jingle. Was uh, it keeps traditional jobs and processes alive. Okay, as in like hands-on labor, yeah, kind of. Yeah, people that have a... trained in this for years, family businesses. Yeah, because I can imagine it is a skilled job to mm. do it, do it right, and to do it consistently. To operate the press. Yeah. Know exactly like how delicate it These is. These are materials that are, are malleable. If you do it wrong, it's gonna yeah go wrong. There must be. Oh, I think R.I.P. All the dead records in oh. the world. Right. Hey. First line for Weird, a song right there. Morphed things, R.I.P. Dead Records. Um, yeah, so that was... And my last point here was that it it's become a bit of a collector's thing rather than a music thing. Yeah. Which can be a real problem uh, because that's where it becomes elitist and, and that you have to have money to be able to do it. If you do want, like, an original pressing uh, of the White Album, you know, you're not going to be walking walking out of the house with, with, with less than a, a few million, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. like it's it, it's it's become like fine art, yeah. Um, where it becomes less accessible, and if you if you ask most people in urban areas um, or you know low income backgrounds, do you like to go to exhibitions and galleries? Yeah. No, because you sit there and think, is that stigma of like, oh, I've got to pay a, a huge amount of money to 
own this or or to be around it you have to be of a certain class yeah and i feel like that that could be a way that records and vinyls go it could kind of yeah become less about or not about the music just listening to it yeah right yeah but i mean you know like like our friend ian from smokehouse uh, said it's still great to have these vinyl nights and at Zest a little while back they did have an amazing DJ called <laughs> DJ Vinyl Richie. You, it's just brilliant. <laughs> That's a great name. Do he didn't th- play just Vinyl Richie though. Not all night long. <laughs> oh yes. All right, on that note, Harley, good yeah. joke. Right, Harley, where are you playing this weekend? Um, I am doing a private function this Saturday, and that's all I've got. Nice. What's the What's the use of wedding? Uh, it's a Christmas party, Stone Market Golf Club. Oh, rock and roll! So, yeah. nice. Are you playing any Christmas songs? Mementos? Yes, I haven't. I can't remember what what, what they are. Yeah, yeah. But We've got a couple that we're getting making. Last sure Christmas, I'll give you my tomorrow. heart, but the very next day, you sold it on eBay. Yeah, that one. Yeah. This year, to save me from tears, I'll get it from Tesco's Extra. <laughs> that's all the kids are singing these days. It's really weird. Great. Um, great. I am playing. Well, this this week, we've just decided today that we are releasing a brand new song with JS and the Buccaneers. Woo! Uh, original song, all based around uh, historic truth about co- uh, an island off the coast of Costa Rica. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to know about it, we're going to release it for the gig this Friday. Mm. So, uh, yeah, stay on our page on Facebook. I'm also playing... So, that yeah, we're playing with... Uh, East Down Pirates and Fisty Cuffs this Friday at the Steamboat Tavern. Amazing. You need to get there early, though. I'm going to get there, like, way early. Really early, because it's, it's sold out of the wristbands, but there is some space left. So I'm okay. thinking, like, get there at, like, six. I might get there at four. Yeah, yeah sound check. Yeah, hear and the then soundcheck, if I miss a gig, I've seen you play. And also, <laughs> I'm, exactly right. on, on, on Saturday, I am uh, playing a private party during the day. Um, which would be a nice little outdoory thing. So I'm going to be freezing. And then in the evening, we are playing at the Three Wise Monkeys in Ipswich on Saturday. Hey. So that's quite a good one, that one. That's, that's going to be quite round. It's the, it's the last gig of the year, I think, they've got. And it's been their first gig for quite a while, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, like get yourselves down there. It's going to be really fun. Nice. So let's get to the gig list, Harley. Let's do that. So, uh, I find it. First one is a pick and mix Christmas special at the Smokehouse this Thursday. It's a DJ night, but I found it really interesting because it's an accessible and welcoming club night for adults with SEN and or mental health issues. Amazing. So it's, yes, just to try and let people have a party that aren't used to being able to have a party. Just let them feel good about being out, you know? Great, yes. Yeah. So What's next, Harley? So we have Friday 20th of December. We have... Wait, that's, that's gone weird. <laughs> what? Is <laughs> it... Sorry, yeah. We have Lady J and the Troublemaker at the Angel. Ooh. Uh, that is Friday. Uh, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. I think that'll be her and... Mr. Dan Dolman. Mr. Dan Dolman. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Glad that's going to be a thing. Uh, we've got uh, on the Friday as well, Menagerie, Morin Scale, G-U-T-S-A, Supermerger, Bats and more that's at the smokehouse if you like your weird noisy stuff you gotta check that out yeah great uh another one on friday albion mills are gonna be playing at the railway i love that band yeah so Uh, that's uh yeah friday the 20th at the railway uh we are playing jason lockabillies uh uh, three ways monkeys at ipswich in nine o'clock on saturday the 21st of december good to see live music there again yes we'll see if it carries on eh? i hope so uh, another one for Saturday, we have 
Songs from the Movies Christmas Showcase Concert. Oh, that is Mr. Rob Lewis. It's ah. his students. Yes. Um, some of them performing for the first time. Amazing. Which is amazing. I mean, you've really got to get down and see these because these, you know, some of these people could be the next best thing. Yeah, And uh, get to see them for Especially their first Especially if they've gig. been taught by Rob. Yeah, absolutely right. So that's going to be the railway uh, on Saturday. Um, so I won't be able to make it because I'm going to be gigging. But yep. good luck to all the people singing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we have a few, few, few of them who listen. So, um, yeah, all the best. Go on. Uh, we've got Woodbridge Yuletide Eco Party featuring... <laughs> Try and see if you can say that. DJ Hoosin, triple O. <laughs> nice. Is that right? Yeah. And Fate Accomplice. Uh, accompli. Accompli? Yes, yeah, a French word. Fate Accompli. <laughs> Fate Accompli. Uh, the, Saturday yeah. 21st December at the Long Shed. Where's that? Uh, in Woodbridge. Woodbridge, um, yeah, it's the, uh, the Yeah, it's, it's, it's a climate change thing, so it's, it's for people to learn more about how we can help the environment. Oh, great. Etc. Nice. Um, 21st of December on the Saturday. Yeah, plant trees. Um, Tallulah Good Times, what's up, Sophie, uh, is playing at the Crown in Woodbridge. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Great. So we have uh, also, I think this is our last of the Saturday gigs that we've got on our list here. It is. It is. A.D. Johnson, The Pancakes, Holly D. Johnson, and Exit 13. That's quite a nice lineup. Yeah, there. Exit 13. Yeah. Back, back from the dead. Nice. Love it. Well, they've been around for a little while. Um, do you think the pancakes, do they do they all share a house or they just live in a flat? I don't know. They don't share rove. No. Uh, um, flat mm. rove. No. Uh, last one we've got in here is a band called Malice. They're a jam tribute band, but they're supported by DJ Dr. Scar and friends of the show, Jack the Lad, yes. Darren and Harry. So yeah, enjoy that. 22nd of December. If you like your Scar and your punk, check that out. Great. So let's, like we did say, we would, we, so our question on the... Uh, on the Facebook page today was that YouTube has just released their top 40 songs of all time based on total views. Great. So we've asked people if they could guess what they were. Now, I've not seen a lot of, like, you know, correct guesses. Andy Burles, he said Gangnam Style. That is correct. I've got to find out which one that was. Do you want to call them out and I'll check the numbers? Yeah, mate. Yeah, go for it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really surprising what's on here. Um, Gangnam Style number five number five oh, that's quite high up the list that is very high up the list so yeah nice one Andy um, Nigel Bowyer he's put Ed Sheeran I think Ed Sheeran like had about two or three on there yeah uh, he had uh, Shave of You was number two yep. Thinking Out Loud was number ten and I, that's, I think that's only two only two he's got there right. um, let's see what else, what else? Uh, one got? thing I thought about which was I was like Rick Astley has to be in there yeah uh, and in the top 40, he was number 40. Number 40. So he's only just in there. So I think we need another, like, a Rick Astley, like... We need another Rick Roll. We period. need a Rick Roll uh, yeah. moment. So, um... I think yeah, Nathan Wilding um, did say that it was mostly songs in the last 10 years. Some of that is true. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you've got Nirvana on here. You've got Guns N' Roses. You've got Linkin Park. Bonnie uh, Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who else? Aha. Uh, uh-huh. Take uh-huh. on me. Uh, Scorpions, uh, Michael Jackson, The Police, Europe. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. My, my The most confusing one was number 13. The top thir- 13th stream was November Rain by Guns N' Roses. See, it's hard to play that lots of times because it's so long. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's a really good uh, good uh, indicator of what the world is listening to. 
really. So, uh, yeah, anyway, if you guys think there's someone there that should be on there, but they're not, we can link that in the, in the thing below. Definitely. Um, I'm playing this weekend, so I'm going to just play some music that's mine. Give some, some tunage. Thank you, Harley. Thank you, Josh. Oh, you're amazing, mate. This is my song, Begging, by J.S. and the Lockabillies. Uh, uh, <laughs> 